Swing away, Meryl. Meryl, swing away. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, a podcast where four friends sit down and review ep- uh, they review episodes of, of, of movies. Potatoes. Oh, we review episodes of other podcasts about movies. <laughs> oh, well, that's why I've been doing wrong this whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's why our listenership's not very good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, this is a podcast where we sit down and review movies that you actually should have seen already, and at least one of us haven't, and we're in Spooktober. Yeah, and I'm Scott. We I, are in Spooktober. Man, you you finally <laughs> sort of got through yeah. that. Yeah, you were all over the place on that. There the were a few is... tenses that were wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And I'm Jake. I'm, I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. I'm just not about restarting. I like leaving our mess ups in. You know. All right. So I'm like, yeah, I'll leave it. No, I'm I, human. I love that for you. Yeah, you're human. I am. Ugh, that's pretty I gross. Am. Yeah. You're not, uh, so, you're not a fan of humans. Nah. Mm. Have you met him, Jake? That's true. Jake's that's a big true. fan of it. <laughs> yeah, that's Pennywise. I was. I was rooting for Penny. Is that not who you're supposed to root for, Pennywise? Uh, I I kind of like humans, so I wasn't. Huh. Like demon clowns that eat children. I'm just not really into that. Huh. Yeah. That's just me, though. It feels like a hot take. I'm not judging. You yeah. Know? Okay. I'm not judging you. Interesting. I don't know. Live I wonder. Truth, if, I wonder if we're going to get a message. This is like you guys didn't really get it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to root for the kids. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. yeah. I'll From Stephen that. King. Oh, well, I g- would love <laughs> if Stephen King acknowledged us. I'd be pretty happy <laughs> if he just like hated our take on that it. That would be fine with me. I, I feel like us. Well. I would be fine with it as long as he reached out and told us. Yeah. Like if anybody was, I don't want him to reach out. I want him to just tag us. Oh, okay. Oh, that'd be good. I want him to drag us on his podcast. Yeah. Does Stephen King have a podcast? Maybe he makes it just to drag us. I would love that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Drag me, Stephen King. I, I feel like if anybody was like like a little bit, like I don't want to, petty. I'm going to say petty enough to uh, listen to everything everybody has ever said about any of his works <laughs> and then respond to each of them individually. It would be uh-huh. Stephen King. I no, it would be, in fact, J.R.R. Tolkien. Got him. No, dude, he was he was just in, engaged in a lot of nice discussions with people. He also <laughs> responded to all the critics. Oh, sure, yeah. So, so he yeah. had already did it. He already did it. I don't think that. <laughs> well, he's dead now. He can't keep doing. Yeah, it. So I don't think we're. I don't think we're talking about the same things here. <laughs> he, he, was a, he was a little nitpicky though. Yeah, with his adaptions. Well, the good news is today we're talking about J.R. Tolkien's greatest work, Signs. Mm. I thought you were going to say uh, <laughs> that children's book about the guy with the big top hat. Um, the Adventures of Tom Bombadil? No. Uh, Cat in the Hat? <laughs> no, I'll look it up. You guys keep going. <laughs> I have no clue. Is this actually a about. Tolkien story? Yeah. So who was a late bloomer on this? I it, think it was it, just Jake. Just me, I It think. looks like I was, but I was not. Uh, no, it's just Jake. Okay. Sorry. Uh, that You're talking... Okay. No, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's not you. I read that in reverse. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think it was just coups, but I nominated science. Um, I, I think when it comes to like this genre of like spooky, eerie type movies, although maybe this is, maybe this isn't, um, this is up there for me, uh, mostly because it's not scary at all. And I like that. Um, also fun story when I was, when this first came out, uh, I was having a sleepover at my house and a couple of my friends were over that were, uh, neighbors and, uh, we watched all the, we watched the movie and then one of my neighbors realized they forgot their pillow and went uh, home to go get their pillow. And then we locked the front door and locked them out front and turned off all the lights. And their door was also locked so they couldn't get into their house. And then they were just trapped out front and we started making the alien noise from inside the house and they freaked out. You're a pretty nice friend. Yeah. Yeah. Solid story of uh, childhood <laughs> trauma. Yeah. Scott's an 80s bully. <laughs> yeah. Well, am I cool now? Yeah. Well, he's a, at least an early aughts bully. Yeah. Uh, Jake, I'm sorry. Were you talking about Duke earlier? 
When was I talking about Babadook? The guy with the top hat. The Tolkien. No, movie. there's a Tolkien story called Mr. Bliss. It's for kids. It's like a little kid's book. Oh, okay. Never heard uh, of What's it. What's Babadook? The Babadook is like a, a demon from Australian folklore. And once you hear about it, it gets you, right? Or something? Yeah, basically. But it wears a top hat. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Why didn't you do one of those movies for Spooktober? There is a Babadook movie. I've seen it, unfortunately. I didn't really like it. No? Was it scary? It was pretty recent too, right? Yeah, I think it was pretty recent. I don't know. I'm not really scared by these things anymore. I still don't like them, and sometimes they disturb me. Uh, so I don't, I don't think I was scared. I didn't like it, though. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, let's do just the facts, and then we'll jump into everyone's takes. Uh, this is written by M or directed by M. Night Shyamalan. It was also written by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, it released on August 2nd, 2002, has a runtime of 103 minutes. The other guys gave this a 75%. I'm to be gave it a 6.8. It brought in $408 million on a $72 million budget. So about five and a half times X didn't win any awards and was not nominated for anything. Didn't lose anything though. That's true. It didn't. I mean, it lost my respect. Okay. No, that's not true. Was, I, I loved Signs. Uh, I'll jump in. I had seen this movie before uh, as a child. Uh, I I also saw uh, uh, Sixth Sense as a child. Loved mm. it. Saw Unbreakable. Loved it. Saw Signs. Loved it. And then everything else after that M. Night Shyamalan has done, I've pretty much hated. I've heard it's the village is the the point. I hated the village. That that was his like the point of his down down I hate downfall. His downfall. The village, and then he did at last or Avatar, the last airbender. I didn't see that. I refused. I refused as well. I heard it was really bad. I no one likes it though. And then he did the happening. Zach, you liked you liked Avatar? The Last Airbender? I kind of liked it. Me and Ooh. Zach were whispering to each other. In the <laughs> no, we heard because we have headphones on. No, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that. Dang oh. it. Yeah, you should so. do that instead of Paddington. Maybe I will. You're going to do The Last Airbender? Maybe I will. I'll fight you before I watch oh, The Last Oh, it's The Last Airbender? Airbender? Yeah. I thought you said he did an Avatar. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you guys didn't like Avatar, the highest grossing movie of all time? I I hated it. Yeah. I spent two hundred dollars seeing it in theaters, hate watching it. It's not the highest grossing it was movie. Mostly just because it was for I bought while. Tyler's yeah. ticket and Venmo requested him two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tyler's was, was like, this is a fancy theater. Yeah. Mobile theaters go hard. <laughs> no, that's not the real story. Tyler, tell us a story. No, I you went and saw it like 10 times. I saw it a bunch. I yeah. think I retold the story. Yeah, I spent yeah, $200 seeing it. Yeah. But you saw, like, I assume, are the IMAX tickets more expensive? Yeah, but not by that much. Okay. Yeah. But I, I only saw it on IMAX once. Oh. I kind of want to go see it. Uh, I only watched it not in theaters. I kind of want to go watch it in IMAX because it's back in theaters again. Oh, you should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it holds up, but it was terrific in IMAX back in the day. Anyway, uh, <laughs> signs uh by the time he hit the village i i was so done with him yeah i i haven't seen a ton of m night Shyamalan move or sorry were you done with your takes no but go oh, ahead sorry, you just looked at me like you were expecting me to say something i was like no I, you I just it. jumped in and i know you, you like go off king you pause yeah i did pause <laughs> because i go I off, went derailed king. and then was answering a question and then pause I just, I just feel like pauses aren't good for podcasts well, you know? they're they're good to uh, indicate a break between thoughts and words. Yeah, you know you're right. That was <laughs> that felt natural. It did to me. Oh no, not to me. Yeah, I think you're just uncomfortable with silence, and no. that's a that's a you problem. No. that you need to work through because that I agree with you in premise, but that right there, even what we just comedically experienced, is not a significant enough pause to like, okay, I've got to jump in. I think for uh, a completely audio medium, it is. It's not. I sit in silence uh, a fair amount, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty into it. Uh, but <laughs> It's not. I mean, it happens all the time. It's just, a, it happens all the time in this podcast. What it's just a natural lull. I just like it. Like you're, you're sitting doing nothing, <laughs> just staring into the distance. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes if I'm like 
you know, in a, like an outdoorsy area or whatever, I'll just go sit and I'll just look, you know, look at the scenery and enjoy the quiet. I like mm. it. Cool. So anyway, yeah. uh, Scott asked me, I, yeah, no, it's fine. We'll get back to my thing. It's no big deal. Sorry. It's, no, it's not you. Scott asked me. This is not me. I was, I did ask him. I'm not the I villain know. of this, yeah, yeah. this episode. <laughs> Jake, stop being the villain of signs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the aliens are there for, Jake. You don't have to do it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I I really liked it this time through, uh, but I liked it significantly less, to be honest with you, than than memory served. Uh, and so I'm excited to hear uh, what other people, most importantly Jake, thought about it. I'm not going to speak for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Bro, go off, King. <laughs> yeah, go off, King. Let's hear your thoughts. I mean, we got to hear them at some point. No? I don't yeah. think so. Jake, what if you whisper them to me and then I say them? <laughs> no, let's not do that. Wait, Scott, did you give your thoughts yet? Uh, Not really. No, I just kind of said why I nominated Do you want me it. to go and then you'll yeah, go? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So um, I, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. Uh, I don't think I had seen it since I was maybe like in sixth grade or so it'd been a long time. And I also watched this at a sleepover, Oh wow! but I wasn't traumatized. Like did you, your friend was. Did Scott lock you out? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I wasn't at that same sleepover. How funny would it have been though? If like that happened to you and you were the one that was locked out and, but it wasn't the same sleepover. It might've been funny, like in retrospect, but I, uh, probably wouldn't have thought it was that funny at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Anyways, I loved this as a kid. Like I thought it was, so scary like uh there were there were certain moments that were like cemented in my mind as like super scary uh it was probably the first exposure i ever had to like horror at all Mm -hmm. you know um so i i thought it was really cool as a kid i hadn't watched it since then and so i was a little nervous about (laughs) you know if i was gonna like this movie or not um and i freaking loved it like i really really loved it so much and i'm pretty excited to talk about it so i kind of had like maybe the opposite experience than tyler um where it uh far surpassed like i i think i went in with pretty low expectations um Mm. and it far surpassed them i wouldn't say it's like a masterpiece like sure yeah i'm not gonna rate it a 10 or a 9 even but like it just was so much better than i i remembered it being feels a little bit like a cheat code to nominate this during spooktober because i feel like it's just a much deeper in important movie than like spooked over movies usually are, but I'm not mad about it. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. It's fair though. Cause I think in our first Spooktober, I did the shining. Yeah. But that's like a horror proper, you uh, know, like right. I think a lot of, about what makes this movie so great is like, has nothing to do with scary or horror at all. Yeah. You know? Well, I also did alien last year, so that's I like not, Alien. But it's not really a horror movie. I think a lot of people it consider is, it yeah. horror. I, I okay. would, yeah, I would classify In it as sci-fi like the horror. Chest Just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scott, yeah. what do you think about seeing it again? <clears throat> Wait, sorry, real quick. Cause, just because we brought yeah, up yeah. Alien. Um, so it was interesting. As I was doing like a little bit of research on signs, Scott, you had kind of mentioned that like this isn't a scary movie. Uh, in 2004, Bravo released a list of the hundred scariest movie moments and the whole alien walking, walking across, across screen, yeah. was number 77. So wow. like it's kind of scary, but then I actually, I ended up looking up the list, the scariest. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. So I'm going to go from first to five. The scariest was, uh, when the shark devours Chrissy and jaws, mm-hmm. the chest burster was number two Wow, in alien. Uh, Reagan's head spinning in Exorcist was three in Psycho was four it was uh, the death scene of the private investigator I don't think that was scary Um, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre was five wow so we've done all five of the top five and then I think um, some moment from uh, Silence of the Lambs is like in the top ten so yeah we're covering our bases for like iconic horror movies Nice. Did we each have one of those? Jake had Psycho. I had Jaws and Texas. Oh, I had two as well. I had Silence. You had Silence. Yeah. And then what did you have? I Wait, already exited. Silence the of the list. Lambs was in there? It was in the top 10. Oh, sorry. I thought oh, we were sorry. just in the top five. 
I had the other two. Oh, and you had Alien. Top five. Yeah. I had Alien and then uh, whatever the other one was. And you have 77 with Signs. Yeah, there so, we go. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I like this one a lot. I think it's one of those like movies that can put you on edge that doesn't make me like feel bad. Um, and so it's one that is very, like it's easy to come back to for me, but it's still not something that I'm like looking for all the time. Um, but I think it stands up cause I had a, a similar experience. I thought it was pretty scary when I was a kid. I remember that scene in particular where the alien goes across the screen and having nightmares yeah. and stuff. Um, and I, I was probably a little bit older than you were <laughs> when, when you saw it, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's one of those like jump mo- moments. You're not expecting it. And to be honest, like that's all this movie is like, there isn't really any, like hardly any confrontation with the main bad guy until like the last five minutes. Um, and then it's at that same moment that you realize that there's fate in everything and it was all meant to be, and it was pretty easy to win. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I like it. I think cinematography is good. I think writing is good. I think acting is okay. Um, I don't think there's anything like, like, like spectacular about the acting, but I don't think any of it was really bad. Um, Yeah. I remember going around the house telling my parents the water was contaminated <laughs> afterwards and just doing stupid stuff like that. But yeah, Jake. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I was shaking my head. <laughs> it and was then, too long for him. He couldn't, uh, he couldn't hold out. Yeah, no, like, I was going to do it. And I was I'll like, just wait in silence. for. Yeah, you. I was like, yeah, why well, it's not worth it. Um, I don't, I went into this movie not knowing what to expect at all because I feel like M night Shyamalan is so like, up and down like even though like he had his like down downturn i feel like recently people have liked some of the movies he's put out uh so i didn't know what to expect and then i saw joaquin phoenix was in it and i was i usually do not like him at all (laughs) so i was a little bit nervous going into it but then i liked it like when you were you were kind of talking it down last Mm -hmm. week and i was really surprised i was like i don't know why i i enjoyed it uh this is the only time i feel like i've liked a character Joaquin Phoenix has played. Like, I think like I thought he was good in gladiator, but you're not supposed to like him, but I liked him. I, I, uh, and so I liked him. I thought that the performances were fine. I thought it was just a good, enjoyable movie. Yeah. I don't think it was like, it didn't blow my mind, sure. but I enjoyed it. And if somebody asked me to watch it again, I would. It's just a nice movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like incredibly close and extremely loud. Yeah. Like were that. there, were there any uh, moments that like got you in like the spooky way? Um, I feel like I did jump once and I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it, uh, the kid with the coal shoot down yes. in the basement? Yeah. yeah. That was the only oh, time yeah. That's a like, good one. I jumped at that, but like, you know, it's like, Oh, you got me. I jumped, but I wasn't like afraid at any uh-huh. point, but like I don't monster monster movies, like monster things that don't, that don't really bother me. Uh huh. I feel, I feel like aliens are like monsters, but yeah, I just thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I think uh, the, the the few moments that they got me were the one where he walks across the screen and then in the basement and then, oh man, there was one other time. I just had it and now I lost it. Is it the hand under the door? Oh yeah, hand under the, under the door where he's like debating like, do I want to look? Right. Do I not want to look? Well, and the genius of that scene is that they do it without score. Mm. Yeah. And so the whole time he's like debating, but there's no music that's like, giving us any emotion to that Uh so you're not sure yet what to feel yeah and then even when the creature when the alien sticks its hand under the door and he reacts and fumbles for the knife and chops off the fingers all of that's done without score Hmm. and that's i mean in my opinion really brilliantly done to be able to do a jump scare with no audio track to help you build that pensiveness Mm -hmm. i think that's brilliant that's really true. That's actually something I've never really thought about how like a lot of jump scares are really elevated by like a quick, sharp note. Uh-huh. All of music. them are. Yeah. yeah. And to, to a fault. Yeah. Like it almost kind of becomes a crutch. It is. Well, yeah. and I think sometimes a lot of jump scares are broadcasted by, what do you mean? Like the trailer? Like, no, not by the trailer, but like by the score where you're like, music, you're, you like you're getting oh, something, you're you feeling yeah. tense. And then like what, what you they'll know do, it's coming. what they'll do to get around that is like, you know, they're like, oh, it was nothing. It was nothing. And yeah. then they'll get you. Yes. But still, like, you're, it's still telegraphed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. I actually have come to appreciate it when I get forced into watching scary movies. Because, like, during it, the entire time, I was like, all right, something's happening. I can, like, look at my phone now and not yeah. pay as close attention while this is happening. Yeah, you know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I would say too, one of the things that like kept getting to me, like watching it and like, I still felt like nervous about it, I guess you could say is like the dog Mm -hmm. just reacting to things out on the field. You're not sure what, but like it's sensing something, it's seeing something. Um, and so like just, yeah, it's like regular, like barking into the field and everything. It's like, Oh, okay. Like what's happening here. Just put me on edge a little bit. You know what? Speaking of the dog, the thought I, I had a thought, which was like, they were all really underreacting to the fact that that kid just killed that dog with a grill fork. Like the cop walks up and then he's with them and they're like, he's like, Oh, the dog tried to bite me and it's just dead. And then everyone's like, okay. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I, I think we all underreacted to M night Shyamalan killing not one, but two family <laughs> pets in this movie. Wait, which other... Did the other dog die? The dog dies, oh, but God, you assume yeah. it does, but you hear it no, barking. You oh, hear it yeah. die. You hear it die. I it's forgot about barking, that. It like and then it, and then it cries yeah. and whimpers and like and then it's, it's quiet. Like gurgling and then it's quiet. It's, <laughs> I don't yeah, remember awful. gurgling, but... It <laughs> no, did. it's all there. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Um, there was a point in this movie where I got a little bit... My eyes got a little heavy uh, and then I paused it and then uh, I was at... Dan's house and one of his kids just slammed something in the middle of the night <laughs> and, it, and it woke me up enough so I could finish the movie. Uh, but I was just like on different time zones or whatever. I was just tired. Yeah. It wasn't that the movie was boring me. That's funny. Yeah. Speaking of how are the orphans? They're good. You know, I, 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 I ministered to the widows and the orphans. That's a, uh, that's true religion right there. That is. There you yeah. go. What, what does minister mean? I gave him some Campbell's soup and some like toast. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you fed it. them. Yeah, that's about it. Like you know. not great food. Yeah. Well, <laughs> orphan I mean, rolls specifically. Yeah. They're orphans, <laughs> and so they don't really, they don't really deserve more. We'll, than that. we'll, we'll post, we'll post a, we'll post a picture of what these kids self-described as orphan rolls. Uh, oh, that's a thing. It's a thing. Oh wow. Uh, they named it that. <laughs> it it could be a it's thing what now. Jake was giving them was orphan yeah. rolls. Well, shout out to to all you guys again. Uh, keep playing golf and tennis and cartwheeling across the TV in front of your family. Did um did Jake? Did you see any of the stuff coming with like the kids? Like defects ended up being something that would help them in the end. He's no. speaking specifically about the green kids. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. no, the yeah, all, all the their defects are defects. really damaging them. Uh, uh, no, honestly, I didn't. Uh, and that yeah, it was, it was like a, a good surprise, which I feel like I should have been looking for it. Like as far as M Night Shyamalan twists go, it's a more mild one, but I should have been looking for some some trick. But I just wasn't. I was just kind of watching the movie, uh-huh. engaged in it. So no, did you? When you were at no, the, I didn't. Boy. When I first saw, I mean, I didn't recently because I knew it was coming. But yeah, when I first saw it, no. It's one of my favorite uh, plot twists because it's a plot twist that implies like there's meaning to everything, mm-hmm. which I think is like just a interesting philosophical point that he made mm-hmm. uh, because it's the one thing that um, Mel Gibson's character um, Graham. Graham? You could be right. I think so. I think it's Graham. It's the one thing that Graham is like struggling the most with is that like, is there cosmic meaning or is there not? Uh And so to have a plot twist that showed that a character's internal struggle was wrong is I think really interesting and fascinating and profound. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. How did you guys feel about uh, Joaquin being Mel Gibson's brother? I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah, it it. it felt natural to me. Okay. I couldn't, like at first, I couldn't figure out their relationship. Uh, But then when they said other brothers, I wasn't like, oh, that's weird. I I really liked their chemistry together. Yeah, yeah, Um, I did too. I don't remember. I feel like one of you guys said the acting was just okay. It may have been you, Scott. I Uh I liked the acting quite a bit. I think, like I said, I think it was like, Okay, I don't think there was anything decent. bad about it. Yeah, like I didn't say anything negative. Didn't blow you away, but there wasn't any like there was there's no spectacular moments in this movie. We're like, wow, sure. I yeah. feel like for me, that's kind of you know like Mel Gibson's lane in the movies that I like with Mel Gibson in them, where it's like, oh yeah, he's not, he's just doing what he's supposed to do. He's never blown me away. I will say, I feel like this was Mel Gibson's best role, though. 
that I've ever seen him in. I think so. What about when he was shooting down helicopters? Yeah, this is better than that. Jake, it's also s- better sorry, than about? when he was screaming freedom oh, while being yeah. disemboweled. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was pretty cool when he shot down that helicopter. No, that was that was yeah, cool. Was, that was super cool, but it's where the whole pre coitus bit came in. Yeah. I mean Wasn't the bit was the weapon one? No. No. It was two. No, that he shot down the no, helicopter. It was it was two. Oh. I don't I, mean, I don't remember those. He movies, was attacked by a helicopter in Lethal. I was gonna say, yeah. Did he shoot down that other helicopter? No, too? he no. didn't. <laughs> Not really. He had been practicing. He had he had been practicing. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't remember. That was your favorite bit of the season. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I've I've let the audience down and myself. Do you think if Mel Gibson's wife in this movie was alive? And he, they could have had intercourse that he would have been able to destroy <laughs> all the aliens <laughs> much more easily. Because now he's forever post-coitus. Is that your yeah your theory? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to respond. <laughs> you just really got me. I was uh, not expecting that. Yeah. yeah, no, he definitely he would have been useless for sure. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to explore because you had said he's always post-coitus. No, he, no, he's, he's always, always pre-coitus. That's right. But yeah. now in this movie, he's always he's, post. He's always post. Oh, that's like his kryptonite. Yeah. yeah. But he won. There's just so many layers. No, but like it wasn't, but it, was, it, yeah, was it wasn't just, like an option. Like like in this movie, like in, in, in Lethal Weapon, he was just like always about to go. It's, yeah. a, it's about then, me. Yeah. Yeah. So are they the same person? Is that yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. This is Riggs. This is Riggs cleaned up his act, became a priest, got got rid of the mullet, yeah, uh, and then married that South African girl so that died. These are these are post Kruger. Married a different girl. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Soon to be seen next season. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. I uh, can't wait. No, but I would agree. I think that this is also the best like Mel Gibson performance that I've. I've seen. I haven't seen a ton of his movies, but I think I would agree with that. And I really liked Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. I enjoyed watching him play a normal person. Yeah. 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 I think he does great with it. I don't know why he doesn't get cast more often. As normal people. As a normal person. I think person. he yeah. just chooses not to. Yeah. He likes being the psychopath. I think so. He he was in a movie called Come On, Come On that came out last year where he just plays like a dad. I didn't see it, but it looked like he's just kind of a normal guy. Wasn't he a firefighter in like a 9-11 movie? Not a 9-11 movie. But Are you thinking of a, Mel Gibson? I think no, Mel no, Gibson no, 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 no. Yes, but no. But Joaquin Phoenix also was in a movie called Ladder 49. Oh, yeah, Ladder 49. So I'm thinking. Uh, it w- had nothing to do with 9-11. Sorry, I mixed multiple movies in. And I don't even think he was a New York firefighter. I think he was a Boston firefighter in that. But yeah. yes. How would you guys feel about the kids? I liked them. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Culkin did an incredible job, and I think Breslin, like, it's obvious why she went on to have great success There's a, after this, like, why she was sought after. Yeah, no, there's, there's just a really strong Culkin gene uh, that they, I, I wasn't paying attention to the credits, and I was like, wow, I didn't know that there was another Culkin brother. Wait, you, you know? didn't know about him? No, I had no idea. I knew Kieran and I knew Macaulay. And I was like, I just had no idea that there was another one. Yeah. You know what's funny is I was watching the movie this time and I thought to myself, man, he looks a lot like Macaulay Culkin and then just didn't think about it again. And really? Then when, and then when you said it right now, I was like, wait, is he a Culkin? And yeah, so I just learned that. Wow. Yeah, I liked him. I, I don't have like very many complaints. I think one of my like few nitpicks was I didn't think it was like a great move for M Knight to put himself in the movie. Yeah, that. Oh, as the one who hit his wife. Yeah, that took me out of it a little bit because I was like, "That's took me out too." M Night Shyamalan, huh? Here's yeah. the thing, though. I didn't know what he Hear looked like. So I didn't know this. that exactly. Back in the day when we watched sure. this, no one knew what M Night Shyamalan looked like. That's I, fair. I can't put myself in that. I know, yeah. but just know that uh-huh. that was a real like. So I still didn't know you just saying that. Just I just learned that too. Hmm. Really? I mean, that's not yeah. surprising. Just, that's not surprising I, I for you. No I feel like you could have been like, like, oh, there's there's one Indian dude in this movie and it was directed by an Indian dude. <laughs> you like, could piece it together a little bit. And, and we're focusing on this little farm in like outside Boston, right? Massachusetts. Pennsylvania, Out, yeah. Pennsylvania, outside Philadelphia. We're focusing on this little farm and India. Yeah. The entire movie. 
Yeah, they did talk about India quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't mention New York or LA has like yeah. a spaceship over them. It was like this little farm outside Pennsylvania and Bangalore and Bangalore have. <laughs> that was something though that um like I'm glad you brought that up because I remember thinking like this kind of feels like the much more like the much smaller version of um Oh gosh, I'm forgetting the alien movie. I Independence did. Day. No, not Arrival. Day. Yes, Arrival. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like I kind of like that we're getting this crazy international like event, and we're just focusing on these like four characters. Like I really enjoyed that. I'm glad you brought that up because it was going to be one of my landing points. Uh, and I'll just say it now: is that I had said in Arrival that I couldn't think of another movie that did an alien invasion that focused on not the outcome of the invasion, but of like the people's experience in one small moment of this. And I was proved wrong. I'd seen it before. It was signs. Like, I feel like signs is the, the predecessor of arrival in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. It is a good movie. Um, I, I feel like this was a better m- movie. Like, I feel like this was a better exploration of grief. I'm sorry. Did I say that? I feel like I just yeah. No, you said grief. Yeah, Yeah. grief and faith. Than it was like a scary movie, but like Mm -hmm. the scary parts of it were just kind of like the cherry on top for me. Like I still enjoyed them and had fun with them, Um, but it was just so much deeper than I realized. I cried multiple times in this movie. Wow. Um, The the dinner table scene, I freaking loved. Like Mm -hmm. I thought the acting was great. I really loved like the dialogue and all that in that that moment. Um, That brought me to tears. Like I just, I'm, I'm excited to watch it again. I could watch it again, like right now. Wow. Do you want to? Yeah. Guess let's just, watch it right now. Let's yeah. just take a pause. Let's go watch it, and then let's finish that. I'm glad you picked this, Scott. Like I'm really happy about it. Yeah. I liked it. It, it also made me wonder, like, what would be your guys's like last meal on Earth? Mm. I liked how they each kind of picked their own. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. Really no, I thought that was I, a I great like, story point. Yeah. I felt like chicken teriyaki was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who picked that one again? Uh, Meryl. Yeah. yeah. Chicken. Yeah. That was pretty. That's a weak one right there. One of them picked French toast, right? The the boy. I like that. He had French, French toast, toast and mashed potatoes. Right? And mashed yeah. Potatoes. That was interesting. And that's when Mel Gibson was like, now nah, you're talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a baller move. Like I, I was into it. Um, what did the girl want? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. No, yeah. he wanted. Oh, no. no yeah. She, she wanted, wanted spaghetti. spaghetti. He wanted a burger. Yeah. A burger with extra bacon. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have one in mind, Zach, as he came with I didn't. Program? No. I actually didn't even think about it. Last meal on earth. I would say it's a toss-up for me. It's going to be either filet mignon with acceptable accoutrement. So, like, some sort of potato, some sort of vegetable. Wait. Is this, like, are we st- trapped in our own house so we just have to make whatever we have or well, we have I like a have anything in my house a professional so. top ramen just in this yeah. theoretical like is this like we have a professional you chef tell me. can we still uh is this a postmate is, something is this an apocalyptic yeah, last meal postmate something or uh or Ty, a you can postmate something or a uh like uh death row last you could have like a random teenager drive you filet mignon Okay. But it would be in the care of a random teenager. <laughs> yeah. oh, I like how the aliens in the scenario the are still house. letting uh, Postmates go yeah, around. Yeah. yeah, well, they can't interrupt that. They're not, you know, they're not monsters. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess they kind of are, but. Yeah. I mean, if Waffle House is still open, I expect Postmates to be. Yeah. Did you end up going to Waffle House while you were there? No. Couldn't get anybody to take me. <laughs> <laughs> and you just wouldn't go? Not enough by myself. Fair. I'm uh, a little bit afraid to walk in. You seem like someone who I could just find in a Waffle House. Oh. <laughs> That's the meanest thing you've ever said to <laughs> that me. That is yeah. the meanest thing I've ever heard. Huge I've just... never been to Waffle House. I don't know what the clientele is. I just heard I'm you guys sure talking. I'm sure you know what the I heard you guys is. talking negatively about it, and I was like, oh, it's a fun opportunity to say something mean. I'm going to go home. <laughs> I think Anthony Bourdain's the only person I've ever heard speak positively about Waffle House. Uh, the entire Green family. But they didn't even take Jake. Big why fans, they, 10 out of 10. Why didn't they take you then? I if don't they, know. Like, love it. I said, I would love to go to, I feel like this is Southern culture that I need to experience, Waffle House. And then they were like, yeah, like totally, we're doing that. And I was like, so like Waffle House? And then I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. How was Hattie B's? Didn't you guys terrible. go to Hattie B's? 
Honeybees is good. Yeah. I got some I got some really hot chicken on the last day. Uh and then I, I pooped a lot the next day. All right. Yeah. So would you do Waffle House for your final meal? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do for your final meal? Oh, geez. You really put me on the spot here. I mean, not really. He asked I the gave you like a 10 lot of time. Ago. Yeah, no, we, I thought about we, it for a while and I lost it. Uh, Yeah, I could go for like a, I don't know, like a good, I could go for a good filet mignon maybe or like a, I like sushi, but I was trying to think about what kind of sushi I would want. I would to have, have Chuck do sushi. Yeah. I feel like we have, I, we have a, a guy. I would not. I mean, I love Chuck. Don't get me wrong, but I would get from this place in San Diego this bluefin toro with uh, foie gras that. on top. How are you going to get that if you're stuck in your house? I, I'm just saying. <laughs> they asked what my last meal was, but he, then he gave the caveat as it has to be like something in your house and you can get de- delivered. Okay, then uh, top ramen. <laughs> <laughs> You'll postmate some top ramen. I would I'll just like, call up uh, Chuck and be like, hey, deliver me some sushi. I'd like a McRib and a Shamrock Shake uh, because Ew. those aren't really available at the same time. So I could really put off my demise. So I could get them both <laughs> Oh, at the, the aliens time. have to wait? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. you get one and then that's just sit for months? No, no, no. They have to be available at the same time. And I don't imagine that overlaps very much. Oh. You know? What about you, Zach? You know, as I like thought about this, I did think more so just like, what would I have in my house at the time? So like, I'm fixated on pancakes right now. But if it was just like any meal in the entire world, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think about if it. If it was what I had in my house right now, I would make eggs, bacon, hash brown, and toast. That sounds it's, pretty good. It's one of my favorite. I love breakfast for dinner. It's yeah. one of my favorite dinners to make at home. <laughs> me too. If it was me, I'd probably make some spicy spaghetti. Some spicy spaghetti. <laughs> it's Tyler's favorite. Yeah. I'm having flashbacks to Nam right He's having now. a heartburn. Just <laughs> yeah, thinking just about it. Say, yeah. Well. What were some of the other things you liked about it? <laughs> about the movie? Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I talked a lot about it already, but like I, I liked the cinematography too. Um, was there any shots in particular that like stood out to you? Uh, I think I sent you guys a text of it. There was like the searcher shot where he's standing in the doorway in of the his doorway. home and we're kind of pulling back on him. I liked that shot, but they I thought- did a few doorway shots. Were there? Yeah, because the other big one is when they first see Reddy and they're in the little pizza place. And we pan out and all of them are in the Oh, doorway. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I thought that the cinematography was like it it was good uh, at executing those creepy moments really well. Mm-hmm. Like when we first see the silhouette of the alien on like the silo or the roof of the barn or whatever that was. Um, like I I forgot about that scene. There was a lot about this movie I'd forgot. So I feel like the the shot of um like the kids in Columbia or wherever, wherever they are. And you see the alien walk by was, uh, underwhelming because I remembered it. Like that was the moment that was cemented in my head as the scary moment. But there were other moments I forgot about. Like when you see the ankle in the cornfield, it was like creepy. It kind of like got under my skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this movie was just funnier than I remember. Like there's a yeah, lot the of dialogue like, yeah. was pretty good. Joaquin Phoenix was funny. Um, I loved him telling his brother to curse and act crazy. And he's like, okay, what do you mean act crazy? What do you mean curse? I can't do that. And there's just like, and he was like, do you want to do this or not? I do not. <laughs> yeah. like, and then they run outside and you hear Joaquin like going off and he's mad and he's cursing. And then like Mel Gibson's just like, I'm so angry and like yeah. running around. <laughs> I thought that was really fun. Like I was so endeared to this family. Uh, M Knight did a great job at just like making me warm to these characters so quickly. Um, and really care about them where I was, I was less concerned about the outcome of the world and more so concerned about them just like working through their grief and situation. And I just found that so compelling. Yeah. And I, I had just forgotten the entire, I mean, I probably wasn't even like really old enough to pick up on, on some of these themes. So like the fact that he just kind of like regains his faith at the end and we just see him in his, um, like reverend get up. I don't even know what to call that, but, uh, I, it made me cry again. The scene where we see the wife talking to him made me cry. I cried like three times in this movie. Wow. Like I just, it's like the best Christian movie I've ever seen, you know? No, totally. I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like I just, I really loved it. I I feel like I feel about this movie the way that like Tyler, you felt about Field of Dreams Mm -hmm. where it's like, it may not be, there will be blood, but like the, the content of it, I felt was like so important and so meaningful. Like maybe subjectively to me, but just in general as well that like I give it a ton of points for that. Mm. 
you got me pretty fired up. I kind of want to go watch it when I get home. I loved it. Like I told Kate afterwards, like we need to watch this soon. Like I think you'll really like it. Um, one of the when they're processing, like going along the lines of like processing grief, one of the scenes that stood out to me was the uh, the girl, the little girl talking to her dad, and he says, "Why do you talk to mom when you're by yourself?" Yeah, and then um, she was like, "Does she ever answer you?" And she doesn't answer me either. Like yeah. she, she's like, she does it too. Like she's processing everything. So it was just like <laughs> an interesting moment for them, like connecting as father and daughter, both like grieving the same thing. Yeah. Um, and like struggling with it. Like you seeing the struggle, hearing the struggle. Yeah. He does a really great job of kind of like laying the groundwork throughout the movie. Like similarly, it reminds me of, um, like the conflict that he builds with the the father and the son. And you kind of like see that throughout the movie, especially when he tells the uncle Merrill, like, I wish you were my dad. And I loved Merrill's response to that. Like he's so loyal to his brother. Um, I really loved that scene and it all culminates at that dinner table. And like, that's what broke me was like when they're yelling at each other and then Mel Gibson breaks down and then the son just goes and gives him a hug. I'm just like a mess at that point. So with all that, it's funny. The most emotional scene for me was actually after that. Uh, and it was after they'd survived the night. And Meryl says, you didn't think we'd survive the night, did you? And he said, and he just shook his head. And he said, "I, you're my big brother. And I look up to you more than anything in this world. I want my life to look like you. But I saw you lose faith last night in your eyes. And I don't want to ever see that look again. Do you hear me? And like, that was so like powerful delivery, such a powerful delivery, yeah. such a powerful line. It was such a powerful connection. And this is at the end of the movie. Like we've already gotten through really the, 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 the pinnacle yeah. mm -hmm. of, of the conflict. Mm -hmm. And we have that moment and it's like, Oh my gosh, like this movie really is all about heart and it's all about connection. It's all about people. Yeah. It's just so rich with it. it there's so much of it. And I oh, love yeah. it. All of it. There was a scene that I didn't notice the many times I've seen it before, but I noticed it this time. Uh, it's actually two scenes separated. Uh, when everything is first happening, uh, Mel Gibson comes into the kitchen and they're like, oh, I think his name is Bodie, the dog. I don't remember. I think it was Bodie. <clears throat> that like Bodie peed himself. You gonna look on IMDb? I thought maybe the dog would be on it. Not credited. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bodie peed himself. Oh yeah. Uh, and he says, "Okay, well, take him outside, and we'll crawl. We'll call Doctor Crawford." And the kid says, "Well, he doesn't see animals," and he says, eh, "He'll know what to do." Did you guys? Did you guys notice that when we're when he finally goes to Reddy's house? That Reddy is the town veterinarian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made that connection this time watching it. Yeah. And so like they set up so much longer before that he's like not willing yeah. to connect with this person in the community so much that it's like, oh yeah, I'll ask my pediatrician about the dog rather than calling the, the vet who killed my wife. Yeah. It's a really intentional film. It really is yeah. very intentional at every step. It's very impressive. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes building up towards it. Like, I, I feel like it's just like over and over again, there's like little things that like lead to that moment. Uh, going back a little bit to the cinematography too, I felt like at the very end, like the, the big confrontation when the alien has the son. Yeah. He's about to poison him and then does. Uh, I felt like the cinematography was really good at the beginning when we see the shot of the alien in the TV. Mm -hmm. And then like, we see like another shot of him, like, and he's very dark. Uh -huh. like, he's not lit at all. And it, it, I feel like it left so much up to my interpretation and I thought it looked really good. I really loved it. And then I almost feel like he deviates from that. And then we see the alien a little bit more up close and defined. And then that, didn't age super great. Uh -huh. And I almost kind of wish that like he didn't left do that. Yeah. yeah. That he could have like continued to get really creative with ways to just show us as little as possible. Cause the entire movie, like we'd see very little of the aliens. And I think that's what makes it work so well. We see an angle, totally. we see a silhouette, we see really blurry 
images of, on a TV. And like when you really see the main thing, and I think that that's the case for a lot of horror. It's like once you see the monster up close, a lot of times it kind of loses its power a little bit in a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that he had maintained that rather than showed us a little too much. Yeah, and I think um, that partnered with the fact that this is about so many other things besides just like being spooky. Yeah. Um, is part of what, like what works for me. And I think it's part of what works for it. Like we talked about last week is like, it's about more than just like this terrible thing that's happening and this evil that's happening, but it's about like these people that are going through real things and connecting. And then in the midst of that, they're like facing hard times together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to that point, I think that's what makes later horror films that have been, uh, successful outside their genre successful like a quiet place Mm -hmm. or bird box for very similar reasons. Like these are horror films, but they're really about the connectedness of people. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think to be honest, it's what's made the walking dead as successful as it is. It's not zombies looking believable. It's the connectedness of people and our ability to band together to overcome even the wildest scenarios. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. No, I think I'm good. Cool. We'll call this one a little short. <clears throat> um, all right. Oh, I guess I'm first. Um, I'm going to give this uh, 7.9 um, dead dogs. <laughs> Jake? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7.6 people you could find in a Waffle House. <laughs> Tyler? Oh, man, I'm so torn. I'm going to give this uh, 8.2 uh, green slash gray slash chameleon aliens. <laughs> and then Zach? I'm going to give this 8.5 chopped off fingers. So this comes out to an 80%. Um, Once again, the other guys gave this a 75. I'm doing, gave it a 6.8. So we're above both of them. Um, But yeah, 80%. And it is our uh, highest rated Spooktober pick. For this year. For this year. Yep. Um, How did you guys feel about Spooktober this year? Compared to years past. You Honestly, know, they're part... Oh, go ahead, Jake. I was going to say, we had us in the first half. Uh, I, I was I was a little <laughs> bit like, oh, but then I felt better in the end. Yeah. I'll say overall, I'm a lot happier with this Spooktober of all the picks that we've made. They all feel like they fit. <laughs> okay, because you felt like in previous ones, there was picks that didn't fit. Yeah. Like so what? last year, I mean, what was last year's? Well, look, Alien. scroll back. Yeah, Alien, I feel like. Alien, totally Exorcist, fit. Psycho. And Silence. I feel like those fit. Yeah. Alien would be the only one, I would think, that maybe doesn't. But hey, Bravo, like that was the second scariest. That's true. Yeah, I might I might just be wrong on that. I also, I would just like to say. Young Frankenstein. In defense in of Young one. Frankenstein, <laughs> that uh, it was a game time decision. Child's Play. It was a game time decision to call this scary movie month. Uh, we said Halloween movies and I was like, well, this is my, uh, my take on that. Yeah. But you're the one who dubbed it spooktober. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I did. But, uh, that was a game time decision. You know, <laughs> do you regret that movie? No, really? I like that movie. <laughs> really? Well, I know you do, but yeah. And I, I think it was fine. I think it was on the original prompt. It changed. <laughs> it just changed. I changed it. But, I mean, uh, I don't. I don't feel like it's just scary movie. Like I every year have debated picking Beetlejuice, which is not a scary movie, just because it's like Halloween month. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, that was my that was my thought. I think it was fine. I think it was fine on theme. Okay. Maybe uh, next year we'll do non scary Spooktober movies. I mean, I'm just fine with us not doing Spooktober if we're going to not do. Spooky movies. Spooky movies. Like, let's just not do it because the whole point is we're otherwise never going to nominate horror movies. I picked spooky movies twice in a row after that. I think we're doing fine. I like it. I'm into it. And I'm I'm cool with some non-scary spooky movies like Halloween. Like, I'm cool with Hocus Pocus if one of you guys wants to do that. I would would probably be okay with 
maybe sort of did you hear they're having like hocus pocus two parties isn't there a second oh. hocus pocus coming yeah, out? yeah there, there is, is yeah. yeah there's i when i was in the airport i saw an entire section of books dedicated to hocus pocus too mm. wow a section there was like eight books what like eight different books yeah like a spell book and like wow a, they were selling spell much. books in the airport oh yeah <laughs> that seems dangerous but it's like disney hocus pocus spell book have we all seen every harry potter movie yes yeah yeah, yeah. sorry i made That's scott great. watch I them all i would years it. back i'd be a little bummed if we did non-scary spooktober next year because i was really thinking about doing hereditary i did but, not like hereditary once really? again, I'm also uh, fine just abandoning Spooktober. At this I point, just want I'm fine abandoning it just because I feel like there's only movies that are going to make me hate my life. Scott, it's future. time for you to man up, and I think we keep doing it. <laughs> I'm I'm also fine with keeping You're doing nominate it. Nominate like Sinister and other movies like that. Yeah. I probably won't, but they will. I just don't want us to have year one of Spooktober I might, I might, ever repeat. I might oh, just give us a sub. But I think we learned our lesson from year one. Apparently not, because we're talking about doing Hocus Pocus. So, But we didn't do that in year one. No, but we did Young Frankenstein in Child's Play. Child's Again, Play is a horror film. I don't think there's anything wrong yeah. with either of those picks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't advocate for Hocus Pocus because I didn't love it, but like, I have a lot of fun with Beetlejuice. I think there's some like fun, non-scary movies, you know. And yeah. I'm really cool with doing really scary movies. I can like, I can tell you right now, as long as we continue to do Spooktober, I'm picking actual horror movies. I'm super into that. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm done with slashers. I'm not doing any more slashers. That's what I'm gonna pick Friday the Thirteenth. What? You're not gonna pick Friday the Thirteenth next year? No, no hereditary if we're doing it oh but that might like ruin scott's life i legitimately i i'll I'll give you guys a substitute someone else can do it (laughs) let's talk about this in a year yeah yeah yeah. we got some time dan can fly out and do it yeah we could talk about a year i was just the question was posed what do we think about spooktober so well this year's spooktober had five movies uh we started with pride and prejudice zombies oh and then the other four I missed that one. I just wanted to talk about Pride and Prejudice Zombies. I guess I... Because technically that... that wasn't invited into that recording. You were invited. Well, I wasn't here. For Pride and Prejudice? Zombies. Well, yeah, I was just saying Pride and Prejudice was was pretty frightening to me. (laughs) What about it? I was pretty bored. (laughs) It's frightening (laughs) how... Just living in that century? Yeah. How much you'd have to stand? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we've gotten into this on the pod, but I'm not big on standing. <laughs> All right. Well, what are we doing next week, Zach? Yeah, Zach. Uh, what are we doing? I don't remember. It's your pick, Ladybird. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're doing Ladybird. I'm kind of excited to not be into scary movies again. Yeah. That, it, it was legitimately probably my least favorite batch of recording really? as far as movie watching experience this year. I always am very excited for Spooktober, and then I'm kind of excited to get out of it when we're done with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to be done with it this year. Jake, what are your final... Uh, actually, what do you think you're going to feel about Lady Bird? I have... No- Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.